One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Legends Only, your weekly pop culture podcast where we talk about Legends Only. Now, everyone, I want to say thank you for all the love from last week's deep dive. The girls really loved it. Would you say they L-O-V-E'd it? (laughs) Yeah, they did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so last week we did a deep dive into Ashley Simpson's autobiography and the support and like all the messages were so kind and i just want to say thank you to everyone because it really meant a lot we're really glad that we could bring you back to a place of bootcut jeans and aeropostal (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) that era will always have a special place in in my my heart heart. (laughs) (laughs) no but really like the whole week i was so happy like i just completely escaped into the moment Hey, it's really fun to go back and watch all the problematic reality shows from the early 2000s and be like, oh my God, I cannot believe we acted like that and said that and did that. Wait, speaking of, okay, breaking update. Did you see the tweet that we got the other day? The scene. I got a lot of the powder. Oh, oh, the powder on the table. Yes, I did want to talk about that. Thank you for that person for pointing that out. Um, what? Okay. I know. Okay. Someone sent it to I was live streaming on Twitch. And I did see that and I forgot that I had that reaction to that. Yeah. So they sent it to me. I opened it up live on stream and my reaction like was caught and everyone was like, oh my God, your face, your face. And I genuinely jaw on the floor. If you don't know what we're talking about in the first, very first episode and the very first few minutes of the Ashley Simpson show, her mother, not Lynn Spears, but looks like Lynn Spears, um, <laughs> is <laughs> helping her learn how to clean her home and is like cleaning up dust on a counter, white looking dust, and like sniffs it, sniffs it, like really quickly, like brings her hand to her like nose in a very suspicious way. What was that? 
I remember thinking, but that's not quite right. I never noticed it. Um, we'll have to ask Ashley <laughs> what that was. Yeah. Well, anyway, so <sighs> yes. Who knows? Thank what you for goes all the support on the deep dive, though. And I think it's something that we want to start doing at the end of every month. Really just kind of escape into an era. Stay tuned to our Patreon, where we will be doing a poll on what the next deep dive will be. And speaking of Patreon, thank you, as always, to all of our supporters on patreon.com slash legends only. Thank you to everyone who's been supporting the podcast now for over a year. We very much appreciate it. We absolutely do. And speaking of polls, actually, we'll get to one later in this episode. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? Do we want to ask everyone? <laughs> A different kind of poll is coming soon. Oh, mm, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, well, starting off, speaking of Lynn Spears, but a different Spears. Right, so our right. queen, Miss Britney's back in the news yet again. Yet again. <sighs> so I kind of wrote like a little song for this. Oh, no. Yeah. What? And all the Disney gays are going to be shook because I was reading the news and then I just started singing in my head. I was just like, tale as old as time, endless conspiracies. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Britney or her team. (laughs) Actually, that's beautiful. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Well, well played. Yes, here we are once again. Try to forgive me. I don't believe in fairy tales. Um, (laughs) Here we go with the latest uh, update, which is that Britney posted another dance video set to Aerosmith, crazy. Yep. And quite a whopper of a caption. Now, I will read part of it. So essentially, she says, I didn't watch the documentary referring to Framing Britney Spears, Mm. um, New York Times. But from what I did see of it, I was embarrassed by the light they put me in. I cried for two weeks and, well, I still cry sometimes. I do what I can in my own spirituality with myself to try and keep my own joy, love, and happiness. Self-referencing queen. That was a reference, yeah. Every day dancing brings me joy. I'm not here to be perfect. Perfect is boring. I'm here to pass on kindness. Mm. And this just took... The internet by storm, as always, with it people did. saying that it is obvious she didn't write this. Why would she, you know, talk about the documentary like this, etc. So what do you think about this? I have many thoughts about it. My first thought is that we come to this problem over and over again, where one day the fans are very adamantly uh, believe that she's sending a message through her Instagram in whatever she posts, be it the the caption or the video. And then the next day we're like, that is not her. That's not her. Which just, it, it's confusing and it's kind of a back and forth. We know that most artists have social media managers. She has a social media manager. It doesn't help that then came, so it came to a head because people were like, I don't think I believe that. That that's her. And then so finally, that became a news story, fan reactions to this. And then that resulted in a TMZ article, which had allegedly a quote from Britney saying, no, yeah, that's what I wrote. And uh, don't believe Billy B, my former makeup artist. I've never spoke, haven't spoken to him. So she, she spoke out directly to TMZ just to shoot this one down and like not the past two years of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. That did not give me a good feeling um, at all. And, you know, I've said this a long time ago. I've lost the plot a long time ago with everything and how everything's going. And obviously you can really go far into the left field of 
conspiracy theory with all of it. I'm really not sure. However, I do believe it is completely understandable to feel embarrassed by the documentary because essentially it underscored all of the horrible things that happened to her in the media and all of the ways that people took advantage of her boyfriend's family, everything. It was not flattering. It was very upsetting. So I don't find it unusual that she would have a bad reaction to it. I, I see you know, having sort of a feeling validated that her pain was on display there and being like, see, this is what I went through. But I can understand feeling unsoothed by that. It's not a flat, it doesn't, and maybe more importantly, it doesn't, that documentary did not highlight the music. It didn't highlight her artistic achievements. It didn't. And I'm I'm not saying the documentary is bad, but I'm just like, if you're looking at it from like, what have I achieved in this world and stuff, it was just pretty much all negative besides Felicia sticking up for her and fans. But like, I don't think it's weird that she would have, she would cry about the documentary. I mean, look at all the things that it put on display. Um, But I think it contrasts with boyfriend Sam coming out and being like, we love the support from you guys. Thanks. You know, that came out like a few days after the documentary. I think it conflicts with that. It was also weird timing, like um, the, this coming out at the same time as like more and more stories about how the conservatorship is paid. It doesn't help that she's not literally voicing it herself. She's dancing, so it's completely disjointed. That's not great either. Uh, yeah, how about you? What What are your thoughts? I think the same thing. I mean, when you go back to saying you lost the plot, I do agree that it's like always this issue where one day she'll post something and everyone's like, yes, she's rebelling and she's giving us a hint that she's listening to us yeah. and she hears us and we love this. Yeah. And then the next day it's like, that's completely not her. That's fake. It's fake. Yeah. It's the flip-flopping back and forth that I'm kind of exhausted with. And But I also get it. I'm the same at yes, the same time. I get it. I understand it. But then, like you said, I also understand the same thing. Like I can understand why she would be embarrassed by this yeah. documentary because A moment from For the Record actually stood out to me when they're in the car and someone says to her, oh, so MTV just did this special the other night where they showed all of your VMA performances. And she goes, oh, did they show last year? And they're like, Mm no. And she's like, oh, really? They didn't? Do you remember that scene? Yeah. Where it was like, she had this almost She just kind of like contemplates it. Yeah, she had this kind of like moment where she got embarrassed for a second. And she was like, oh, no, did they show last year? And I think it's when they're in the car going to perform for Madonna, yeah. I think, if I if I remember that it. That sounds right. And so that moment stuck out where I was like, if you look at the video for, or the documentary from a surface level standpoint of like the footage they use and the imagery that they show and mm-hmm. the paparazzi videos, and it's a really traumatic moment in her yeah. life. Yeah. And so I can understand how watching this, she would cry. So, yeah. but I also understand that, you know, why all of a sudden is she talking about it now, now when it's been out for, how long has it been out now for? I, think I don't even month. know what today is. Yeah, more than a yeah. month. It's been out for a while. So I, yeah, I get all angles the of it. The timing was weird um, because there had been a blast article right. about how much the conservatorships paid and I think page yeah. six. So that didn't feel great. And yeah, then it, and then it's, I felt the TMZ article was kind of insulting because it's like, what do you mean she just hit you up and said that was true? Because we've gone through two years of hell of being like speculating about every yeah, part no of Yeah, no direct quotes ever. No direct quotes ever. And it's just like, oh, by the way, she she just let us know she doesn't talk to that guy. And uh, and that she did write this. And that she did confirmed. write this. And we're it, like, it's like, okay, can, can you ask her a few other questions we have? Because yeah. we've got a few. Um, <laughs> no, I agree with you when you say that about like, why is it this? Yeah, it's... It's just, it does make us feel stupid. It feels 
insulting in some ways because it's like, you know, there's so much blame being cast at everyone in every part of her circle. And it's hard to really fault people for feeling suspicious or conspiracies because it's like there's no clarity. And that's why I keep saying I've lost the plot because I no longer even know. I really have no idea how I feel about where any of this stands anymore. I really don't know if she's well. I don't know if she's happy. I don't because aside from like maybe glimpses into Sam Asghari's Instagram where she seems happy, I'm like, okay, I mean, I hope so. But, you know, the updates about the court is going at a snail's pace and it doesn't seem to align with her interests necessarily of what she seems to be voicing in court it's very confusing and we question every single part of it and her lawyer and so now it's just like i i don't know but i don't think this caption helped uh because it's also so it's so strange to pair it with just another dancing video it's just like well the song choice in the dancing video was something that interesting crazy yes yeah yeah because i mean we know that she i do feel like she does hint at things a lot yes. i think i've said this before i think she's very smart i think she's brilliant i think she she can do the whole hinting thing i think it's why people are always thinking that she's dropping hints because she's done it before yeah i thought the song choice was interesting it's yeah. something that you know a lot of people are calling her mm-hmm. in the comments she's and always so- loved a crazy reference like literally she has like a few songs with lyrics in it Mm-hmm. Uh, she said it a lot. Yeah. So that yeah. is interesting. Yes. When the press was talking about her not mm-hmm. singing, she got up there and she's saying, let's give them something to talk about. So, yeah. And she talks about the media for the first half of that caption, actually. Yeah. Which is also why I was a bit, for a second, when I read that line about the documentary, I was like, embarrassed by the light they put me in. Is she still talking about the media in that sense? Like, is she saying, she might be. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm a little confused about the caption because I'm like, does she mean, it's vague. Reliving the media's light they put her in because that makes total sense that she would cry still. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't think if she wrote it, if she didn't, I don't think it was like quite clear enough about what she meant by that because I personally don't find it hard to believe that that documentary would make you cry. I feel like it is all of your traumas bottled into one. I wouldn't feel proud, uh, you know, I mean, proud of herself, of course, but like it would be like, oh God, this is just all my stuff aired out there. Yeah, and reliving so, that moment. And that's not shade to the documentary or the filmmaker or anything like that. It's just like, this was no, not No, I thought the about, documentary was great. This was not about her career necessarily in the terms of what she which i truly do believe she cares about providing love joy happiness like if this was about all of her artistic highs and stuff like that i think that she wouldn't cry about it but this is not what that documentary was it was an indictment of how we treat people in the media especially young women in the 2000s um and just in general so i i guess i'm on like i'm on like uh i feel two ways about it i'm like this doesn't not make sense that caption i could see you being embarrassed by this you did nothing wrong but like it's just very um raw but i also question the timing the wording the tmz article once the tmz article came out that actually made me more question it because i'm like yeah uh (laughs) did she text you like what (laughs) yeah that's i mean i thought that too i i mean it didn't even say a rep from her camp it just said of her and i'm like well if you're talking to her there are a few more questions are there direct quotes um i think there were which was more i now I'll, i'll double check on that but yeah, that was just not, that made it feel more nefarious and evil. That was like, 
I mean, I said it two years ago. I mean, I really hope the people closest to her who have her best interests in mind are working for her. It just doesn't feel like it right now. It feels it feels bad. And that's why, you know, I still continue to, to be hesitant to speak about her because I feel like a big dark cloud over everything right now. And I wish there were clarity and I wish that I knew she felt at peace and happy with whatever arrangement she has or is working towards. And I don't. So it's just been a constant bad feeling for two years of like wanting the best for her, not really knowing what's going on. And and this this once again is like this is just the latest. Yeah. And I don't blame anybody. I know that like even we got thrown into the shit of like the accusing and, and all of that. I don't even blame anybody anymore because it's like, well, I don't know either. I don't know how deep this runs, how evil it actually is, what what is being controlled and what isn't. It's just wild. All I can say is that I hope that she feels the love more than the scrutiny and the the exploitiveness, I guess, of this whole thing. And that she feels I want her to know that like we love her for the artistry and the person that she is and not just the um, scandal of it all. I was thinking that, too. I was kind of because, you know, I've kind of gone like back and forth and Mm -hmm. I've you know, been open to everything and I read everything and I watch everything and listen to everything. I sort of felt that way this week too. I definitely had a moment and you know, I'm not a pessimist. Yeah. But I definitely had a moment this week where I was like, I almost feel like this has reached a point of no return where everything will be negative from now on out. Yeah. Like I really, because yeah, it doesn't feel good. Even if she were to be on primetime TV next week with the Oprah interview, mm. I don't know if it would be received well, you know, like I almost feel like this, have we reached a point where nothing, everything gets doubted and critiqued? Yes. Yeah. Mm. I was like, you know, is it, have we, there reached... needs to be some sort of finality. There needs to be some sort of conclusion yeah. or like um, a ruling in court that makes everybody feel better or just her really specifically speaking about it or mm-hmm. or something because on paper on just looking at it this thing feels bad it's always we've always said for 12 years and whatever it seems intense and bad and weird and we haven't uh, understood the extent to which it actually rules over her life and the past two years have truly not helped us feel any better yeah. about it so i also hope that there is like ending on a, a positive note i hope mm-hmm. that there is something or someone that can sort of I don't know, give her a little bit of like positivity, like bring some positivity into her life. Cause I feel like this media attention and this media circus, uh, how do I even say it? Like, to, I hope she can see the support in a positive way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know how to word. Like, I don't even know how to word it. Yeah. I just hope that like, we literally don't know. Obviously there's tons of conspiracy about Sam too. I hope he's a good positive force. I literally don't know. I don't know about Jamie Lynn anymore. I don't, it's all because so many things have been called into question. I, I don't know anymore, but um, I, I agree with you. I hope that and I hope that I would love to get back to celebrating her career, which is really what we did the first podcast about until things spun out and it, it became something else because it was the beginning of all of this. And uh, I would love to feel secure in knowing that she's happy with her life path and 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 that we can once again and everything she's accomplished too and everything she's accomplished and we can once again celebrate that and for now and everything that she's overcome I think that's also another part of it is like if she was struggling with some sort of mental health challenge knowing that she's overcome so much in her life and that she can overcome it again. And I I just hope that there's some sort of like you said, like some kind of positive resolution here. Yeah, because I mean, I've always admired her and like, you know, 
with what I go through. And like, I know that there's people listening who have their own things that they go through too. And that's why they connect with her so much as a person because she's been able to overcome so much. And I just, yeah, I hope that there's. Yeah. I think that was a big part of our podcast too, is the resilience knee and all of that. Yeah. And because it and was life true. Is, and it's, it's up and down. I mean, how, you know, the, the, we don't like the, if Britney can survive 2007 meme, but it's like that turned out to be child's play compared to the past two years. It's like, this is the big leagues. This is a really big, big story. And we're still in the middle of this storm. And God, I cannot wait to move out of it. I cannot wait to feel, and I want to feel, that this is not just going to be how it's going to be for her from here on out. I want I want that resolution and a, a feel-good resolution for her. And I do believe it will happen. She can do it. We will we will see the latest developments as they come. Can you believe come. it's been two years? Yes, I can. My therapy <laughs> bills can too. Um, <laughs> I think that we are at a place where it cannot be swept under the rug anymore, basically. It's at a fever pitch. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, this was a lot um, to unpack. This was basically an episode of It's Britney Bitch by accident. Um, yeah. <laughs> minus the like heartfelt, like nostalgic thoughts about our youth. But um, yeah. Isn't once every again, episode I- <laughs> at the end of the day? <laughs> oh, God. We just wish her the best and that she wins and, and fights and, and is just happy in her life that she deserves it. And fucking fame is... is is not easy and i feel i feel a lot of empathy and sympathy coming from our faves from mariah to all of god everybody has sort of spoken out and just been like i hope she's well i'm rooting for her and that's yeah that's what we want for her well well yet again tale as old as time time did you like my song i did actually i liked the song it really tied in well um all right well okay well love to Brittany, and let us move on with some teasers. Some yeah. So Taylor Swift unleashed the vaults, which she was basically did. like, what the hell are these words? Unleash the beast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck she's saying, but girl, I am I living. I am living. <laughs> yes. So Taylor is really doubling down on her demonic puzzle maker fantasy. And she's just... this was so over the top. I thought it was fan made. She's owning it now. Like she's like, oh, you wanted an Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's going to crack the Zodiac Killer um, case, like, for sure. <laughs> She's going to be like, if you could solve this, <laughs> these these characters and figure out who the Zodiac Killer was, you can receive one free copy of 1989 Taylor's version. <laughs> <laughs> the Da Vinci Code could never. Really? The Swift Code. Yes, it's getting ridiculous. It's fun, though. And honestly, I'm a little not jealous because I also am a fan of Taylor. But like I would I mean, Brittany back in the day doing (laughs) vaults and stuff, we'd be decoding, calling out a class. We would be like, oh, my God. Well, I mean, just what we talked about. We're doing. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's what fans are doing in a different way now. Yeah. Do you remember the Apple emoji? Oh, my God. New single Apple Apple Pie. Pie. Yeah. Like, (laughs) oh, God. My other (laughs) trauma. Yes. I (laughs) do. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we've been living this. We've been in it, yes. I wish it just led to a fucking song and not <laughs> This wasn't her. She used two spaces instead of one. Yep, there we go. Well, shit. Um, so it turned out to be that Taylor unveiled the full track listing for Fearless Taylor's version with some new, got Marin Morris, got Keith Urban, got like four or five unreleased from the vaults. Very fun, very cool. Uh, excited to hear it. 
I'm excited to hear all of the Taylor's version isms of her back catalog. It's very cool. Do we think she's going to redo 1989? Yeah, yeah. She <gasps> did um, Wildest Dreams, Taylor's version already. She previewed, I believe, for a um, trailer for a Oh my something. God, do we think she's going to redo Clean with Imogen? Oh, oh my God. Yeah, she'll Underrated call- gem. <laughs> she got to call everybody up she's ever worked with. She'd be like, yeah. Hey. Well, Imogen just came out with a new song and I was like, oh, is she going to redo Clean with Taylor? Even cleaner. They should do a whole album together. Yes, they really should. I mean, Ariana I think should too, because I Ariana want all is my such an Imogen stan. Yeah, I want all my faves to do an Imogen album. And then I want Imogen to go electronic, <laughs> <laughs> which she has. Like, people have remixed her songs into, like, dance hits. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so. that's that's me derailing this entire conversation. Well, speaking of Imogen Heap collaborators, actually, we do have a ponytailed princess that we need to discuss. We do. Ariani? Arianka? <laughs> That has been stuck in my head all week. <laughs> that meme. Oh, Am I giving yes. you Ariani? Because my, my hair is like really long. So I was like, do you see how long this is? Yes, I do. Can you tell all the viewers? It is at least three this? feet tall. That is a Legentina ponytail. This is literally, am I giving you Ariana? 40th Ariana? birthday strut Legentina pony. Yeah, it's a full pony now. Yeah. Um. Okay, anyway. So oh, yeah, Ariana yeah, Grande yeah. is joining... The voice. Swivel chair. Yeah. For what is estimated to be the highest paid judge on The Voice, coach on The Voice uh, ever. It's they're what saying she deserves. 20 to 25 million, they're saying, uh, wow. matching Ketty on Idol. No surprise there. And, you know, I think there was some, like, hesitance at first. They were like, oh, isn't that what you do when you're, like, a few more albums deep and a few, you know. But I don't think, I think the game's changed when you can't tour. I That's exactly what I thought. Sitting at home, watching The Voice, being like, all right, I'll do that. Yeah. And didn't she, I think she said she was binging it at one time. I think it's a um, good move for her. I mean, I, oh, me too. Know, I mean, money-wise, yes, but also, like... I work for the competitor, but, like, you know, it's right. okay. I'm, I'm fair. I'm fair. Listen, fair you know. balance. Yes. I think it's a good move for her. I always think just, like, the Vegas residencies, I think it's nice when an artist can stay in place and do the gig where they are. So that's cool. She doesn't have to travel a ton and make the same money as touring. That's awesome. And I think she can have fun with it, and I think she can have some cool, like, guests... Like, don't they have their guest mentors? And, you know, she'll freak out everyone who spins around and sees it's her. That's just crazy. So, yeah. And Kelly and Ariana on the same season is a fucking win. I know. That when they, they're going to scream so loud when they sing they're together. They're going to have so much fun. Yeah. They're going to. My only hesitance really was season. like, it kind of reminded me of like, you know, Britney X Factor. I can't see her ever being negative. But I don't think oh. you need to be on these these shows. You don't need to be. Yeah, I, I. You can be constructive and positive. I definitely think the gist of the voice, and I haven't fully watched it in a while, but I definitely think it's an uplifting sort of show. I don't think mm-hmm. we encourage them to be nasty at all. I think they're all fighting to be on everyone's team, and then I yeah. think they're like hyping them up. So I definitely think this is just like a positive, you know, because past the auditions, you don't really have room to be that no. bitchy. So. I'm I'm excited for her. Just a bunch and... of girls getting together and listening to good songs, <laughs> basically. Um, also, I mean, like, I am just saying, like, American Idol is really good. The season two, like, not not sponsored, oh, but like sort it, of well, sponsored, actually. <laughs> no, it's not. But I just well, think by too, default, like, but you working for them. <laughs> but it's like it's 
fun. And like why I, I did it was like, I was like, it's just fun. You listen to people sing and they sing yeah. like bops and it's just enjoyable <laughs> and no one can tour right now oh because God, we're right. dealing with Cornova. So, yeah. you know, she'll sit there, she'll give the girls fashion. Yeah. And uh, I want her to sing Rain on Me with Kelly. <gasps> <laughs> can you imagine? Yes. I actually could imagine. That I actually can. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God. I mean, Stephanie's in Italy. She can't do it. Or you thought wrong. Oh God, you thought wrong. <gasps> Ariane, beautiful, deva- Kelly, beautiful disaster wrong. live version. <gasps> <laughs> oh my God, they should just do a whole episode that's just Ariana and Kelly. Natural Woman duet. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Half the please. season. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway. I'm excited for that. I'm definitely excited for that interaction alone. Yeah. So we won, gays. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Enjoy it before the girls get unleashed back to touring. And speaking of winning for the gays, truly mm-hmm. changing the world, changing pop culture, and looking hot while doing so, Lil Nas X. Now, we were off for the week doing Ashley Simpson when this was first <laughs> taking the world by storm. So we also had some time. for gay rights. Yeah. <laughs> Equally important for gay rights. Um, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, has completely taken over pop culture. So many memes, so much outrage. He's winning. He is absolutely. I for I loved the video. I thought the song was already a hit for about a year because of the hook that he teased already in the yeah. car when he. And now I can't get that fucking song out of my head. You know you're winning when like Candace Owens is mad at you. You know you're winning when like all of that side of TikTok is mad at you. The Satan shoes only added to it, and we squashed the FKA Twigs problem, which was legitimate, um, really nicely, and in a very, I thought FKA Twigs note was beautiful. Something was with like, the video, right? I yeah, her video for cellophane it clearly heavily inspired this video, and they gotcha. had the same choreographer, and it was basically like they took that concept more or less in a big way, and they apparently had a phone chat, and FKA Twigs wrote this really nice note, just being like. I'm so proud of you for doing what you're doing for queer culture and that we could have this conversation and, you know, that you know more about, like, artistic yeah. integrity and things like that. Um, cause Which is good we know, because, you know, we know everything kind of is always inspired. Yes. In some and way. there needs to be, like, more clarity on those things. And sometimes people in charge of making those decisions will make them without you necessarily knowing where that idea came from and all of that. I think... It resolved well, and I'm glad there was a resolution, and the Satan shoes are now the big thing, which brings up an interesting conversation about artistic licensing, which, I mean, uh, like Luann sending you a cease and desist. Um, (laughs) For personality rights, iconic. Um, Nike basically did the same. I actually don't even know where I stand. I mean, I believe their argument is correct that it is considered an artistic piece. If you take a Nike shoe and decorate it, and make it your own and sell it. I mean, Nike's argument is that they're diluting their brand because it's not Nike's shoe. But the brand, the Brooklyn, I think they're Brooklyn-based mischief is saying it is, it counts as a unique idea because they've remade the shoe. Yeah. I don't know also, where I that's been that. a Yeah, that's been around for a while because I've yeah. I almost bought, I used to be like really into like the slip-on um, vans. Yeah. And there's companies that will like take your vans, remix, or, like, you can... remaster, still iconic. Yeah, and they they will paint custom. Yeah, arts. I think that counts as an art piece. Yeah. So <clears throat> the problem is that it was such a huge um, news story, and the the news of the shoe said Nike in it. I see why they were like, "Hey, that's not actually our shoe, and right. we're not making money off of it." Uh, and so they got mad. 
I get it, but I'm also like, you know. Deal with it. They're probably loving it. I mean, it's only going to help, to be honest. They're claiming that it's hard hurting, and I do not agree. Yeah, no. Um, so good for Nas to have the perfect sort of controversy where it's like blasphemy. We love it. We love to see it. And like copyright and um, infringement <laughs> of artistic integrity. Like, yes, get all those scandals. Honestly, um, checking oh all the boxes. I mean, he's really carrying the torch that literally Madonna's setting the crosses on fire of like a prayer and all of her blasphemy, Gaga's blasphemy with Judas and all of that. Like the pop star to, what does to blasphemy, blasphemy mean? Like um religious, like scandalizing religion. Okay. Got like, it. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, that has always been a pop star mm, pivot for like a lot of artists. They've challenged religion. And I just love that he's like, You told me to go to hell, I did, and you're still mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i it's true though like what do you want us to do we're in hell and we're gonna have fun while we're there then yeah so i just loved it and i loved the concept you know this video is the garden of eden fucking incredible i mean all like the uh blasphemy and like the gayness and the queerness like if you put yeah. that to a side for a se- split second the video alone is visually, fucking yeah. visually artistically epic and then you throw in the queerness and the blasphemy and all the other layers and it just mm-hmm. makes it even better yeah it's i think it's truly incredibly daring. phenomenal and i think you know i wrote about it on mewmews.com but i think the song itself is so important because it's so sexual in a way that is not something you're going to hear from a gay artist at that level and i don't mean to shade like specific names like sam smith but Sam Smith's music is much more universal, love songs and heartbreak. Lil Nas X is like, I want to fuck you in Hawaii and like shoot my kids all over your face <laughs> while I'm riding. And it's like, okay, well, I think that's a little different than a Sam Smith song. But um, I, I fucking love it, first of all. And I'm also like, that actually is going to Dancing change. with the devil. <laughs> yeah. What you made me do. Remix I it. shot a load on you. <laughs> oh, Bradley! I mean, he literally said that. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We just got the explicit. What was that? <laughs> explicit on this pod. Okay, but well, now that I think about it, if they did a remix together with those lyrics. Oh, well, that would be iconic. <laughs> I also recommended Madge, of course, to him on Twitter. And I just. Ooh. Because he was like, who should I put on the next 300 remixes of this song? Madonna. <laughs> Madonna. There's so many people that, that can work for it. And um, I mean, so it's on track by the time this podcast comes out. It's probably already news, but it's number one UK and I think on track for number one US. And I don't see how it couldn't be number one here. It is everywhere. I think, I think he's just genuinely changing the culture. And it's so important to just normalize a sexual, horny 21-year-old gay guy just being a pop star it's it's really what i fantasize about when i was writhing around to britney and that in those days just being like i i want to be a pop star like that like he's doing it yeah it's not watering down the sexuality it's not making it comfortable for people he's just like being the horny 20 something that he is and it's i think it's just awesome so unalopagetically gay unalopagetic out now on itunes yeah yeah that's what i think too like because at first i was kind of you know when he was doing all the clapbacks and stuff i mean obviously he was scalping people he's so fucking good left and it. right just like scalping everyone as jp brammer says on twitter he's a veteran of barb twitter yes. you're not going to get him you're not gonna win against <laughs> no him. 
Like literally He's fought too many wars. Every single person. And I was kind of like, oh, do we want to give attention to these like ridiculous bullshit outrageous thing but then i was like you know what every single time they talk about him on tv that network has got to pay licensing to play the yeah. song so yeah. he's getting coin right and every single time he scalps them i'm like you know what looking back is like if i was in my teens and i like if i was you know a young teen and i saw him now just being so fearless and unapologetically himself and being like fuck you I'm queer and just owning it, it would be so empowering. Yeah. As like a young kid seeing that. Oh, absolutely. Because I, I remember just... like back in the day, I saw RuPaul on TV and I remember thinking, and RuPaul wasn't really as like, no. you know, scandalous then. But just the act of being in drag on TV, I was like, wow, he's so brave. And I am like so inspired by that fearlessness that totally. I saw when I was a kid. And now it's like, it's just not that I'm comparing the two of them together. I'm just. No, but it's, you know, it's such a big deal that on, he's. Yeah. It's yeah. such a big deal that he's 21, to be yes. honest. Like, because when we were coming up, it was like, okay, Elton John, sure. Okay. And it was like, and that's not shade to any of these people. It's just like, I need a hot, sexy person who I aspire to be right now. Like, not mm-hmm. like person from the 70s or 80s who like you know did break those boundaries then but i want to see myself or how i my best version of who i think i could be right now and i feel like he's really doing that and it's just so radical in my opinion i think and that's not to say that there aren't so many queer artists who are doing it in on the underground level or under the radar and have been trying to break through but him punching through that wall is going to let the stream come through of other artists just like him and that have been doing it for longer. And yeah. It'll just help. It'll just keep it going. The more that markets and labels look at it and go, oh, well, that's sold, then that means they're going to let more people through. It's yeah. just it's true. Fuck capitalism, but like that's that's here we go. You have to make that happen. So we love to see it. <sighs> yes. Well, keeping on going with Lil Nas X, if you are at all on TikTok in the past two weeks, it is unavoidable. It's time for TikTok talk. TikTok talk, everybody. <laughs> and being on polls. Being on polls. Which I we didn't find even this... say, like, he oh, yeah. <laughs> was doing the dance, like, he was actually doing the pole dancing. The pole work is so fucking good. I love I'm it. I'm so jealous. Yes, I know. I want to take, take so much strength. Could you imagine? I would look so, could you see my <laughs> old crickety ass trying crickety. to do one of those spins on a fucking pole? Uh, oh, to be 21 to again. It. Honestly, and I feel like he did it effortlessly and he looked really yeah. good. Um, and it's hard. So the pole work is now an iconic moment, specifically him pulling down to hell. And there is a fantastic <laughs> meme on TikTok of people just like having full on conversations. And there's a split second <laughs> of him going down the pole. And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. Literally, James, what was that? Yeah. Actually, it's <laughs> whoever made this sound, it's like an audio where they perfectly did it, where it like it literally sounds like, you know, it's dropping like sonically the space, the spatial audio. <laughs> and so it's all these people and they're just like standing and like they green screen themselves at the gates of heaven. Yeah. And then you just hear. And you... <laughs> they're like, wait, that looks fun. <laughs> it's so funny. It's really funny. You'll have to look that one up if you haven't. But I, I bet if you just scroll a bit on your for you page you will find because it's everywhere it's so everywhere the song itself is everywhere and i love that and... he's posting the tiktoks on his instagram story yep he knows he's given a lot of shine he's so good at memes it's scary he's so internet funny i'm so jealous really like yeah. he gets it he also, makes me feel like a 30 something that i am like he makes me feel like my humor is buzzfeed because he's like so much better at it yeah he's <laughs> 
Oh, I also wanted to shout out. So he plays Minecraft. And yes. I was texting Lindsay because I was like, oh my God, Little Nas X plays Minecraft. We're not fucking losers. We're cool too. <laughs> well, and <laughs> you know what? I stand by my Minecraft. And he posted he posted a TikTok where someone was like mining in the nether. And if you know what the nether is, the nether is like, it kind of looks like hell in Minecraft. Yeah. It's like the hell world. Yeah. And he, he wrote a caption. He was like me mining for netherite at Y15. If you play Minecraft, you'll get it. And I posted, and I was like, holy shit, this is so fucking funny. And it was like someone mining through a wall and then it cracks open a hole. And then you hear the song start blasting. <laughs> it was, I just uh, very much appreciated it as someone who feels like a loser because they play Minecraft. But I'm see, not. The representation is everywhere. <laughs> wow. Well, that was, that was fighting for Minecraft rights. It really was. Um, and guests were killed. <laughs> someone will get that. Well, Lil Nas X is not the only one going viral this week, although it may not be for the same reasons. Oh. And some would say the internet was not so obsessed with this performer. No. Yes. Unfortunately, Addison Ray, TikToker, he's all that star, and obsessed Chanteuse is being dragged all over the internet for her unfortunate TikTok dance sequence on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, which provoked a few conversations. There was the... More than a few. There was the classic, you know, she can't dance, which is like the go-to for a TikToker. But then there was a larger conversation about, well, all these TikTok dances are primarily all of them are created by Black creators who are nowhere to be found in this sequence, nowhere to be credited. Um, Not a cute look, especially when they do the side-by-sides and you can see them, like, eating it up in comparison. Oof. And, you know, she's responded already, um, said that she wishes that there was a way they could have done that better, more or less. I'm kind of paraphrasing in that, you know, she hopes that they can all dance together one day. I'll just say, like, just like watching Britney get dragged when she was 18 and stuff, I don't really think it's an Addison issue. I think she was invited onto a show to do a segment about a TikTok platform that she is dominating. And I think that fame is something that happened to her for better or worse of what you think of her. I don't think she's at fault for her fame, basically. And so... I think there are better conversations to be had about how you can represent those creators better who made up those dances than faulting just like a TikTok star who, in my opinion, hasn't really done anything bad or wrong. It just wasn't a good look. And, you know, she's average in a lot of ways that people like people say that she's just kind of like whatever the girl next door kind of type like Charlie. And for whatever reason, she's been catapulted to superstardom. And it's unfortunate because, you know, that's not holding a candle to the greats. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I just feel bad because she's so young and I don't necessarily think she's doing anything wrong. She's existing and there's a ton of fame around her and she's just keeping going. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. So I'm going to keep it honest. Raw. Yeah. So this segment, so if you didn't see it, it's like, you know, she stands there and she does these dances and then there's a sign held up behind her that says the name of the song that the dance is from. And there's no credit to the choreographers who, like you said, are Black creators on TikTok. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, this is 100% the fault of the show and the showrunners right. for doing this. So this sketch, or which is it called? I mean, I call it a bit, maybe? Yeah, a, a sketch bit? or a bit. A sketch. 
This is a copy and paste of a sketch that was done with Charlie D'Amelio back in early 2020. I believe it was February of 2020. Copy, paste, exact same thing that was done with Charlie on the show. Yeah. It's cringy. It doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like the the bit as a bit, I'm just saying, like doesn't make sense. The least you could have done is put up a lower third crediting the choreographers. Yeah, I was That's thinking about- That's like the about, bare minimum. Right. It's just put up a thing or or add it to the, get a Sharpie and write it on the sign. Say up, created by or choreographed by. I was going to say like, they can play it next to her, but that's what people did online and it made it very glaringly obvious yeah. that she was not delivering what the original choreography was giving at all. Yeah. I And then somebody- Pointed out on my timeline, I think this was the most press not to continuously drag this particular show, but I think this was the biggest, yeah, I think this was their biggest um, event in a long time. It wasn't any of their guests. It wasn't any of their sketches. It was this, and it was for the wrong reason. And also, too, like, even though it came to a fever pitch around TikTok in the summer, this is not something that's new. I remember back when Vine was a thing. Peaches had her vine where she was like, eyebrows on fleek, the fuck? Oh, yeah, the fleek. And then on fleek was in marketing campaigns. It was like in makeup campaigns, ad campaigns. Like it became this huge thing. I remember. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, this creator, she's not getting a dime for making this cultural phenomenon. Like this Mm -hmm. is an old conversation. Mm -hmm. So at this point, it's like, come on now. This has been years years of bringing this up over and over so it's like yep you just willfully ignored Mm -hmm. this thing that Mm -hmm. many people there were many warning signs well ahead of this i think you really kind of nailed it with the problem of the constantly steamrolling concerns well ahead of these things happening because i feel often there are people that are behind the scenes because all of these things are big corporations big teams who voice those concerns and are too small on the team or or not considered. And the people who are in charge of making those calls overlook them. And then they get the, blown up in their face like this. It happens time and time again. Not everyone feels comfortable enough to say it. So I think it's important that you do point it out and call it out that there were there were signs well ahead of this and yeah. and well they certainly got it handed back to them hard. Yeah. I, I think it dominated social all week. Um, there are funnier memes now, replacing the music with like everyone's favorite artist. But the classical the, music one. Oh, that one's really good. But I think ultimately it stemmed from a not so funny response to that segment, which just went down like a lead balloon, frankly. And I think there's a conversation to be had about her partaking in this and like I how much I feel bad she that should've... they made her be the one to yeah, say I something think... about it. Yeah, that too. That's valid too. You know, I remember when the Charlie thing happened, she did invite the original creators of the dance. Was it Renegade? Yeah. To dance with her to give them that platform because, you know, she wanted to make it right. And and I think bo- the two of them have done a really good job on their personal TikToks of crediting choreographers. Yeah. But that's not the TikToker's responsibility when they come on a TV show to right. do it. It's I the think... TV, it's the show and the show producer's job i think it puts her in a bad position because she doesn't have control over that she doesn't have the control of that i feel like anyone who's worked in media knows that behind the scenes are so many people who 
they don't get it. They're not in tune with social. They're not in tune with the conversation, the general generational vibe that yeah. it's like shocking. And you have to put up a lot of battles all the time. Yeah. About, or they like, think like, oh, well, this is just people being mad on the internet again. And it's like, yeah, no, actually yeah. it's, it's not that. Right. This is actually like a problem that's been happening for a really long time. And you have the opportunity to do the, I mean, not even, you didn't even do the bare minimum. Right. I And I also think, I guess, from also looking at it from like the business side of it, like, wouldn't you want to be seen as the show who got it right? Wouldn't you want to be seen as the one doing it well to take that extra step to be like, we got it right. I also think it speaks to creativity because I also feel like there are a lot of fun, cool, interesting ways to get it right. It requires a little more thought. Unfortunately, they did not do that. And uh, it shows. And I do hope Addison does something cool with the creators of the dances. Maybe it's not on her shoulders to now take that. It's, you know, it would be cool if she did. And, you know, I hope she has fun with the, the rest of this promo cycle and hopefully doesn't get put into really sticky situations anymore. And yeah. yeah. All right. I think it's time. Now, Addison also did get dragged for her ripped jeans. <laughs> And tank or tube top sort of look. She was giving I, me Jessica Simpson and Irresistible. Yes. And I kind of loved it. I, yes. I wasn't mad at it. No. But, you know, I think we can possibly take the uh, fashion up a notch. Yeah. Let's rip those jeans a little more, shall we? <laughs> High fashion. Oh, so editorial. Guys, this is awesome. This is a billboard. This is super high fashion. Oh my God, that's so high fashion. So high fashion. This week for high fashion. My Stephanie Jeromato. For Dom, what's it called? <laughs> Dom Top Perion. <laughs> yeah, Dom Top <laughs> Champagne. Yeah. Giving me Dom Perignon. A little bit of like a thousand doves origami wing moments. Oh, good reference. I yes. immediately was like, I zoomed in on the Instagram post and I was like, oh, that's an origami bird. Could this be a thousand doves promo? Nope, just a champagne. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's at this point engaging in a social experiment to see how enraged she could send the little monsters by doing Oreos, champagne, movies, anything but promoting Chromatica directly. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I also, and oh God, the Nick Knight photo, the photos from this campaign are just extraordinary and they're giving the best that she's ever given in her career they're among like her that's that's born this way shots that's just like a billboard top notch that could be a billboard and it will be a billboard i'm sure which good i mean those images are amazing and they should be everywhere but yeah like imagine them for an album oh well see i actually feel like she probably would have toured and like in somewhere on earth too lady gaga is on the chromatica ball well, she's, I mean, Australia. Right. Is, speaking of TikTok, is your TikTok filled with people partying in Australia to Chromatica? Yeah, and they're, all they're doing is dancing to Chromatica oh and Fusion Nostalgia. And it's like, we get it. <laughs> I know. But yeah. We will get it. We will get it. But yeah, I... Uh, so these things, like, you know, when you do an ad campaign that's, like, this massive, this was probably yeah. scheduled a year ago. So it's like... Somewhere on Earth 2, Lady Gaga is on the Chromatica ball and she's got all the ad... This probably would have been the sponsor of the tour. Yeah. The Oreos would have been the sponsor of the tour. That's just my guess and a personal guess. But yeah. No, I I agree with you. now it looks like... It just looks like she's given up. (laughs) 
<laughs> and also, like, we can't say yay to Ariana, Ariana, and and boo to Gaga doing champagne. Like, get your money, get your yeah. money. So, like, I am proud of her for you know doing what you can in this time. Anyway, we weren't going to get a tour. And really, besides being like a selfish stan, like, yes, she could have pumped out another video. She could have done some live promo performances. But like, we know that's a lot of blood, sweat and tears for not so much payoff as a campaign or a TV show. So, yeah, I get it. So instead, she is speaking Italiano in Rome with Adam Driver. And that's okay. And I'm posting pictures of her every day for work. And she is giving you look after look. And it's going to be a moment. It is. And I'm not mad at it. I think it's kind of funny now. So it's like... It's fun. It's definitely funny. I'm not legitimately mad at it at all. I know yeah. some people are thirsty for more. But what are you going to do in a panorama? So... I know. Did you see the new merch? Yes. I kind of want the sweatshirt. I want the vinyl fold special edition Chromatica for sure, which yeah. has like that book and stuff or whatever it is. But inside. some people were saying they were like, I didn't even get the first round of merch. Right. <laughs> right. Well, she got her arm got tired doing that one silver. <laughs> she signs one jock strap and she's over it. <laughs> oh, she's yeah. busy. Yeah. No, I know. Oof. Well, somebody's got to get that web shop together. I really love the embossed sweatshirt with the chromatica logo yeah but i was like you know what i don't even have health care right now do i need this embossed chromatica sweatshirt <laughs> and the answer is yes <laughs> the answer is yes <laughs> <laughs> uh well from one italian woman to another my high fashion editorial pick of the week no surprise all over my instagram and tweets is madonna madonna has really stepped up the selfie game in the past week we got that purple rain look in the hat, and then we got the long, ethereal 1995 Brits bedtime story hair with the boobage out, and oof, I don't know if it's leading to anything, if she's bored in quarantine, which is my guess. I just think she's really giving some looks, and I, I have to give it up to the Queen of Pop for once again delivering on Instagram, and at, at a level that it should be at. That's exactly it. I thought that too. I was like, okay, this is what That's why Madonna. she's Madonna. Yes. Yeah. Totally, totally, totally. It's like so much of her Instagram has I've had to apologize for and be embarrassed by. But like this is like, okay, I can be proud saying that's Madonna. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. So I'm really glad that those photos came out. Now, of course, we're going to post this initial like post an anti-vax thing or something. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm holding on strong that that she's got this good momentum going and I love it. And uh yeah, she looks fantastic. Bedtime stories too incoming. Wow. Can I tell so, you a funny story? Oh, yes. So the girls that were watching uh, my Twitch stream the other night saw uh-huh. this happen live, but I asked Siri who the queen of pop was. <laughs> and guess what she said? Rebecca Black. No. <laughs> <laughs> she started reading off Madonna's biography from Wikipedia. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, hello. And then everyone was like, is your Siri Irish? And I'm like, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh. So she read off, I like asked her, I was like, who is the queen of pop? And then she was like, Madonna. And then she like read off her whole name. Oh my God. And started reading off her whole biography. And she was like, often referred to as the queen of pop. Love that. And I was like, she spelled. Siri knows. Yeah. (laughs) Siri spilled. Oh, love that. Well, from Madonna to her number one fan. It's time to take a trip over to the UK to cease and desist 
receiver, Michelle Visage, has decided to become a queen of pop of her own after many years with a track with a UK pop group that I have traveled over just to see, Steps, Heartbreak in the City. This actually unexpectedly went semi, it, it charted on gay Twitter, yeah. I would say. People were shook. It's a f- um, feel-good, nostalgic yeah. bop. It is, you know, Steps always kind of gives the ABBA vibes and... It's really campy, really gay, and I just, I loved the video. The video came out this week. The song came out, like, last month or two months ago, but the video really sold it. You know, she's, like, a secret agent um, solving heartbreaks in this city. (laughs) (laughs) And unfortunately, beloved Lisa Scott Lee, which is, like, totally uh, out of totally Scott Lee's reality TV show, um, she's stuck in Dubai because of travel restrictions due to COVID, so she shot her scenes in near Dubai. But Michelle stepped in for Elisa on the video and the live performances. And I mean, we forget or we it was admittedly only like a year or two, but she was in seduction. She did the damn thing. Yeah, she she knows the pop star thing and the voice is still there. Her rendition of Silent Night is still really good for one of these like Christmas Queens albums. Voice dancing. I love her. And I think it's because she's a Jersey girl. Yeah. We're like uh, kindred spirits a little bit. She's and she gives you such Jersey energy. Oh, one of my favorite memories, and this is going back probably like 10 years now, was when I was at Logo TV. And I remember Mm -hmm. we did this thing where it was like the Eliminated Queen did like a live chat, like a web chat with Michelle on LogoTV.com. I remember. And so she had to come into the office to do it and we would help her with it. And she would come in and she would have her flip flops and like her leggings and her Dunkin' Donuts. Mm -hmm. And you'd hear the flip, 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 flip with the Dunkin' and she would just come in. She would sit there and I was like, we are kindred spirits. Like I, Me in 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. I just like, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. Yeah, I love her. I think, you know, she gets backlash sometimes for her critiques, which I think all the judges have their hypocritical moments, but I think that she's ultimately fair and- She's their biggest cheerleader. Yeah. I love her as like a persona on the show. And then I just think, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised, I guess, but not surprised that she could pull it out for this. And she's loving it. She's calling herself Michelle from Steps. She's (laughs) just pretending she's now in the band. I love that. And um, I do think it's going to be a bit of a moment for them. And they had like a great performance live. And uh, yeah, I hope that she gets to join them on tour when I fly over to see them in November, God willing, with Sophie Ellis Bexter. Um, cannot wait. So, congrats to Michelle for really becoming a queen of pop. Speaking of being in cities and songs uh-huh. about being in cities, I don't know why this just like the track just started spinning in my brain. Uh-huh. Do you remember the song by Priyanka Chopra in my city? Oh, absolutely. In my city, was that red Everybody's one? welcome here. <laughs> We don't talk nearly enough about Priyanka's short-lived pop career. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, fucking we need to. bop. 20 years of Priyanka Chopra. Yeah, this is like such a fucking bop about being in a city. So like we stand. We absolutely stand. <laughs> but look that one up. You definitely have to look that one up. That's oh my, my new I music love... recommendation of the week is Priyanka yeah. Chopra in my city, which came out... <laughs> 
how long ago? Oh my god, that's probably like a 2011 years? bop. Yeah, something like that. We there's nothing better Back than the an actress 20s. to singer pivot like Elite and Meester. Oh my god, it's the best. Yeah, and she's I serving love... in the music video too, like full yes. queen of pop, Priyanka Ugh. queen of pop. That actually is an episode that needs to happen. Is just like actress turned queens of pop. Just all oh, one the, the effort. Let, let me write it down. We're where's putting the, it down in where's the, notes. the brainstorm doc. I mean, that is so literally that gets me so excited. Actresses. I love talking about. Turned. Like one or two single queens. Oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh my God. <gasps> Bare naked. Bare naked. <laughs> I just can't take it. Actresses turned queen. All Even right, Billy Piper, we were just talking about. Well, she had the pop career first, I think. Well, anyway. So, yes. Actually, that pivots perfectly. We have some new music recommendations. We'll just whip we through do. fairly quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um yes so disney princess okay i'm gonna whip through a few disney princess sophia carson who maybe your niece or nephew knows from the descendants series i remember i had to cover it a lot for work is that the one where they have to go in the caves Uh, maybe i think they're the they're like the sons and daughters of like villains of disney or something oh the descent yeah (laughs) there's the descent and then there's the descendants well, send the descendants into the descent and let's see how that movie turns out. <laughs> New reality show. <laughs> yeah. All of our queens of pop. Oh my descent God. Descent three. Oh God. Well, Sophia Carson, who you actually might know best as one of the three girls who did the Britney tribute at the 2014 Radio Disney Music Awards. Oh my God. What is it called? <laughs> she did uh, Baby, I believe. And, um, you know, it was cute. But uh, she has a really, I like her general vibe. She does a lot of EDM collabs with like with like Rehab and um, Bob. who are the other? Oh, my dog is such an EDM stan. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, yes, she does a lot of EDM collabs. And this time she did one called Fool's Gold for herself. It's kind of like a, mm, I don't know, like a disco pop number or like a just a chic. It's giving me Sophie Ellis Baxter in the video meets like Britney's three with the pole, except it's on fire. Very, very good. Hannah Lux Davis directed it. <gasps> An um, icon. Yes. I think you would definitely love the song. It's just I do. I listened to it this morning. Bop. I love the cover. Yeah. But the yeah. flame. And you know what? I'm always going to stand a Hollywood Records girl, like from Hillary to, oh, oh my God. Yes. A rock girl. A rock girl. <laughs> Ugh. You know what? So shout out to Sophia Carson. Shout out to, okay, next one is Garbage. Their new comeback song, which is not Garbage. <laughs> They're called garbage. Your face. You, no, the band's called garbage. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't freaking call me out. <laughs> but it's so funny because we just had that moment. Face, on, we had the moment on the Ashley Simpson show where they were like, you sound like garbage. Yeah. I mean, the band. <laughs> I can never hide how I feel from my face. I'm covering my face. Uh, yeah. So they're back with a new song called The Men Who Rule the World, which is met very much a message song, very politically driven. Shirley Manson is really outspoken all the time, always. And I'm excited to see what this album's going to shape up to be. This is just a taste of it. It feels very um, pointed uh, toward uh, the men who rule this world. And, uh, you know, it's very tear down the patriarchy, tear down Save the, the squids. Save the squids. Yes. So I'm always going to be here for a garbage tune. Can I say something that's probably going to get me canceled? Yes. This was giving me Ashley Simpson autobiography B-side tease. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of a compliment. A kind of a compliment. Like I was listening to it and I was like, did Brad put this on here because he's trying to goot me into thinking that this is like 
<laughs> like in the wake of our Ashley Simpson episode, I was like, she could sing this. I think I think you need to listen to their album version 2.0 and you'll find that you know most of those songs. Um, like push it. Oh my god. They their first four or so album run is flawless, not a single bad song there. And I've just always respected them. I've lo- I've always think that Shirley Manson is like a true legend. I'm I'm excited for this album. So anyway, we're gonna keep it moving. And yes, it did honestly tie in well with Ashley. It really does. It's like yes. So we love that. Now that makes sense why they said it on the show. Yes. I mean, they're not wrong when they were saying hole and garbage. It was like you know what you made some points. So know what else I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Ashley Simpson could sing Ashley O's soundtrack songs. Oh, well, I wish. Please. That yeah. would be a fucking dream. Um, speaking of Honor another roll. Disney girl, uh, is it? Dis- yes. High School Musical. Olivia Rodrigo, number one for 50 fucking weeks on the chart. <laughs> driver's license is back with another one. She still has that driver's license. She's still driving around, but this time she's watching Glee reruns and thinking about, you know, her, her ex-flame and her... Deja Vu is the name of the song. I think she's going to have a hit again. I don't think it's going to be the driver's license hit again. Yeah, agreed. Um, But she's clearly hit a stride here where she's going to quickly be a new queen on the scene. Like, at least at this trajectory, I see her having like a sustained moment, not just one song. Yeah. Well, what I like about this song is that it fits sonically with the first one, but it's very different. Yeah. So it's like she has a sound. And I also think that someone could do a really, I I mean, maybe she could do it. There's something here where you could mix the two together into a really good medley. Oh, for sure. There's like a sound that connects them. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. She could do a medley easily. She can totally do that. She'll do it probably at the next year's Grammys when she'll probably get a nomination. So I'm... And the lyrics, are you thinking about her... Are you getting well, deja vu? Basically how I feel about my high school crush, then going on to date someone who was also a ginger. Oh, and I, I was, was like, going to say it was like referencing perfume. She's not me. <laughs> oh. I'll never tell. Are you thinking about her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. This is her perfume. The impact of perfume. Yeah. Yes. Um, Good for her. And then, <laughs> yes, honestly, two quick more EDM bangers to recommend. Stars Align by Rehab featuring Joel Sai. She is basically like, oh, how do I describe it? Madonna-esque, Britney-esque of Taiwan. Queen of pop, English song for her, which is awesome. It's I really good. hope she has a crossover moment. And then finally, this is like a last minute edition that I had to add. This is this artist from uh, Montreal called TDJ. I know nothing about them except that they have a song called La 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 Want Somebody. And it's giving me melancholy 90s trance. It's long and it's a really good driving around into your feelings listening to um, Alice DJ kind of vibe. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm looking that one up. <laughs> Me in I just, 2001 I really like listening to Tiesto. Yes, absolutely. Just be. Um, so yeah, how about you? Well, I have one song this okay. week <laughs> that I would like to recommend. <laughs> I literally only listened to one song and one album in the past week. Two albums. I kept listening to Autobiography by Ashley Simpson. Yes. And then Demi's new album, which we'll talk about next. But my recommendation for this week is by... Lane 8, which shout out to, I forget who it was, but someone DM'd me and recommended them as like an idiot. They were like, oh, you'll really like this group. And I was like, okay, I'm going to look that one up. They have a new Uh song out called Is This Our Earth? It's so good. I'm a Lane 8 stan now. Is it about Earth? Um, Yeah. 
Oh. But like it's mostly instrumental. Love that. And they're performing at Brooklyn Mirage in June. So. Oh, we're there. See you there. Yeah. Say no more. <laughs> I hope. I mean, I hope they don't cancel it, but like we'll see. Yeah. Well, okay, so that brings us to probably the um, the biggest pop girl release of the week, of course, Demetria Lovato, Dancing with the Devil, The Art of Starting Over. So this is, well, first of all, this is a meaty album. This is 22 tracks, I think, for yeah, the whole. Yeah, she gave us a full album. A lot of songs, and a lot of songs that came out already. Now, I've been watching her series on YouTube. I don't know, have you watched that one yet? I haven't watched it yet. I want to, but I feel like it might be um i need you know when there's like things that are sad yep that you know you i need to because i get like triggered a little bit by those conversations i need to like i need to dedicate a certain time period in the week to do you know what i'm saying like does that make sense like no it does um it's definitely not a light it's heavy i can say that it was heavy yes uh but i do want to watch it yeah it is pretty intense uh, a lot of the time and so i feel like this is kind of a really good accompanying piece because it it kind of tells you what the songs are from. It kind of explains a lot of the situation she was in. It's not, it does have its light and levity moments. I think it's really fun what she did with 15 minutes and mm-hmm. throwing up a middle finger to her ex-fiance. I mean, I don't know that I would have given him energy, but it is a really fun song of being like, you were thirsty for 15 minutes. You know, uh, definitely a lot of grim songs about the overdose and uh, the people in her life at that time. It's a heavy album thematically, um, but there are some late moments. I do like her bisexual banger about um, just the way that the lover I am. Mm -hmm. That's like a fun one where she's like, I don't care if you've got a dick or a wop. Yeah, Um, (laughs) she did. She shouted out the girls. (laughs) Sucking dicks and cocks. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, she... um, she has some fun moments in there. I think my I like I really do like the Ariana song. That's that's love a good it. One. Um, I also love that Ariana night. mixed it up with the yes with some no's. Yeah, she really did. <laughs> she really defied expectations with that one. Um, no, I know. She also I I think the story is that she wrote it and then presented it to Demi. I think that's what it was. I love so that. that's cool. And I also love that that was like a song and it wasn't two minutes. So yeah, that's good too. I'm still digging through the very long album, but I enjoy it. And I guess more more so I'm like proud of her for putting it all out there and, you know, turning that situation to something empowering for her, which mm-hmm. is kind of her gig. That's kind of what she's done always is she's self-empowerment queen. But I think it's really smart in the in the documentary. They kind of address the impossible standards of being the sober role model. She was like, it was kind of put on me that I had to be 100% sober from the get-go because of the earlier incidents and I never really had a say in that and I just became the role model for that and it was un- unbearable and, and so puts she a lot of pressure real- yeah she talks about it in the doc but like obviously a lot of people when they do snap or have the relapse it go they go 10 times harder and so she she did and did harder drugs than she's ever done before and things like that and um so now she's at this like sort of healthy medium of like occasional use of drugs and weed that she feels is going to keep her from not feeling like a too extreme a lifestyle you know what if it's gonna work for her it's gonna work for her and that is the most important thing because i think trying something over a million times and it not working means you gotta try another way so she's california sober whatever that song was yes yes 
I think she's in a good place. Now, she obviously in the documentary, like, shows herself saying she's in a good place, like, so many times throughout her career. But maybe this is perhaps the, the most real and raw she's been. And yeah, without putting too many expectations on her, I think this is a good place for her to be in. And sonically, they did say she had to be on vocal rest because of the overdose and because of just like everything that happened she wasn't singing for a very long time and so she's restored a lot of her voice too which is evident i think um and yeah she had a killer comeback with the grammys performance the super bowl performance was the super bowl yeah the the national anthem and uh i think she's on a good path oh and melon cake i like that song too mm-hmm. so yeah it's hard to like go in about any album that is so extremely personal like that because she puts it all out there and i don't have anything to go in about it but it's not a breezy listen for the most part she turns a lot of it into breezy and can make some light of it but there's a lot of heaviness to it obviously like anyone the song is oof yeah. Very heavy. I did see a lot of the discourse was kind of like, oh, I feel like she's making this a thing and like it's a shtick. But I mm-hmm. I actually admire her vulnerability a lot as constantly starting over. And I thought that it was telling I mean, like the the song, The Art of Starting Over, I was like, Oh, she's acknowledging the fact that this is, you know, it's happening again and she has again. to start over again. Yeah. And I love the album art. I think it's symbolic. Yeah, I like it actually. Yeah. Um, I love the song Butterfly. I thought it was like really mm-hmm. haunting and it's like, she, again, she's starting over and I was like, there's a symbol here. Like she's, she's touching it with the visuals. She's touching it with the lyrics. I love Lonely People, the song. Yeah. Also, yeah, Mad World into Butterfly, I thought was really beautiful and also carefully. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah, I love Demi's voice. I think, you know, in like a musical world where, you know, we don't really get like a ballad queen mm-hmm. anymore. She yep. still is giving us that. And I I have loved her since I saw her open for the Jonas Brothers at Madison Square <laughs> Garden and she sang a cappella and it was fucking amazing and she was crying. I've just always yeah. been rooting for her, like even though I was like you know, I was teasing with the whole Poot Lovato thing, and I know that right. she didn't think I mean, it was funny. And, but, like, I've always been rooting for her, and I thought this album was uh, pleasantly enjoyable, even though it was a heavy subject yeah. matter. It was nice to listen to. I like, I think you nailed it also the fact that, you know, people are like, oh God, again. And it's like, actually, that's the reality of an addict. It's really, it can be disappointing, it can be frustrating, but like, relapse is part of the journey. And it's really annoying. And that's why sometimes she even can come across as that. Because it's like, again, a fucking again? That, unfortunately, is part of the disease of it all. Is that it's not a straight line. And she she basically acknowledges that both in the documentary and in this album. And you've got to take her at that. And, you know, just root for her, obviously. And, and support her. But that comes with this territory. And you can want to give up on somebody like that. And her sister was like, yeah, I wanted to. You hold on to that hope that there this time is going to be different. This time she'll get it right. And you just keep moving forward. And I think it's kind of a beautiful sentiment and also an honest sentiment. The art is starting over because we like to promise ourselves never again a lot about a lot of things. And then we do it and you go through that shame spiral and then it's all it all happens again. And that definitely is somebody with an addictive personality has that problem. Yeah. You just so that's why when it's irritating or annoying that she has done it again, it's like this is that's real. That's just what to expect. It's not it's a cycle for most people. It's not. Yeah. Shame. Especially when you're in spotlight. Shame and guilt and yep. Mm -hmm. All of that. And so I don't know. It was like 
I appreciated that she shared what I imagine was part of the healing process yep. with the worlds. I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I stand I Demi. Think this is like, I go yeah. I go hard for Demi. I there's something I don't know, I get like a little bit of the same Britney resiliency mm-hmm. defense mother and kicks she in. Is- Miley Demi Selena, same factory, you know, different different circumstances, but same fame game, same young push through in different ways and rooting for all of them. And Demi's no different. And, you know, as even the 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 ex-fiance Max situation is like this is all part of who you trust into your circle, letting the drug dealer into your circle, all of that is like that's part of this job is having that trust violated over and over again and not knowing who to trust and this is honest to her experience so yeah i'm very into into this album for her because i feel like she needed to do it i i often feel like certain artists need to put out certain albums to you know get out from under yeah and And she goes there and and the one song when she's like you know i you know but i'm here again fucked up in la and yeah yeah she's like actually she's singing about the actual moment yeah, it's I it's still going to help a lot of people and I don't think it's not a failure at all. It's never no. a failure. It's more honest and more um relatable if anything to see somebody fuck up again and again and to just keep going and try their best because I agree with her that she was unfairly given the role of sober queen very young and you can change your mind at any time about that and she could not because hundreds of thousands of people are coming up to her crying saying you changed my life you're the reason i do this and it's like oh god that is i didn't sign up for this yeah i didn't sign up to be that we love demi and we love all the the disney teen queens who have had to go through all of their own individual struggles all because of this fame machine and yeah um, Shout out I, to I'm Noah hoping... Cyrus, the song too, the duet. Oh yeah, easy. Also yep. phenomenal. Like I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Yeah, Noah's having a little moment too. Like she I feel really like it's is. kind of it's kind of bubbling under, but like she's yeah. there and like she's and she's getting the Ashley. She was at least getting the Ashley treatment. She was very much being disregarded, made fun of. The you know the other sister like she was getting all of that and I think she's kind of soldiering through and finding her own path yeah and um, sound yeah. yeah yeah so I'm I'm what's the song it's a her. is it July yeah yeah so good yeah so I'm really happy for them and I I hope that this leads to I mean I don't she should always write about her experiences I would love like a lighter moment for her because I would love still her cool for the summer yeah like to have fun but you know that's not where we're at right now and that's okay and this is probably her most most personal album to date yeah and, her know, Demi Jean Demi Jean <laughs> Demetria Jean um <laughs> that's actually that's a good name <laughs> it is a good name Demetria actually. Jean yeah Demita Joe and Demetria Jean <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, so props to Demi. And uh, yeah, so I think, God, wow, we have really run the gamut this yeah, week. Yeah, the we girls, have we've, we've been catching in. up. <laughs> They're going to be shook by this episode, I feel like. All right, well, to wrap this up, we have one thing that's coming soon in the form uh, of wax. Miss <laughs> Dula Peep. That's right, everybody. Stay seated. Don't go out. Um, <laughs> except for her. Um, it's Miss Dula Peep. Dua Lipa is getting a wax figure at Madame Tussauds, I believe, New York. We will absolutely go take a picture with it when it comes. Will we? Oh, I will. Even though like, I can meet the real one, but uh, the wax one's probably fun too. She, the, the coolest thing the about this The wax one was, won't give you Cornova. That is true. 
<laughs> just kidding. However, I'm joking. Um, the coolest thing about this was the picture that she posted of the hundreds of cameras around her for that shoot. Um, so fucking cool looking, but like, also like giving... horrifying. Well, that too. Like if you think about it, you're well. This is going into like a Black Mirror conversation, but I'm like, oh, that they have photos of your ear. Yeah, I'm like they can. <laughs> that's cool they can recreate you but they can just make you yeah except you know you see the wax figure and you're always like that's kind of off yeah there's always like one thing about it that's wonky from a certain angle yeah so we'll have to see what they do with her but um i'm excited for her to have a wax figure further further cementing her status as a legend and icon and um, legend icon and future bath and body works candle miss Dula peep (laughs) light her up Uh, fever yes so all right well i i hope everybody is having a happy healthy safe time at home um we are getting these fucking vaccinations rolling out we are frightened of cornova we are still frightened of cornova but we are doing what we need to do hope we're staying safe wearing masks socially distancing i'm a fully vaccinated Uh, queen now i know you are and i'm about to have my stay away from me though yep Well, Brad. Fully vaccinated. Good still luck. Stay away. <laughs> and hopefully we will have a very fun summer slash fall, depending on when we roll these things out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you get vaccinated, I'll let you in my house. Oh, thank you're, you. <laughs> you're allowed back. And fingers crossed, I will also be a lot closer to your home in the next few weeks. Yeah. Because I can't Teaser. do another summer here by myself. Life update. Yeah. There's only so many birds I can talk to in the park. And then you just start to be like, again, like, what am I doing yeah. here with my life? <laughs> I'm ready. My bird lady era needs to come to an end. I'm ready. I, I feel a new era am- <laughs> upon us for both of us, to be honest. It does feel like something's bubbling under and. I'm basically waiting on, like, three life-changing emails in various facets of my life. So hopefully we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Summer yeah. 2021. My rat era. Rat era? <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, everyone. Well, thank you for chatting on yet another really long episode. Two in a row. Yeah, this is a this is a doozy. Yeah, and we go in. The girls are fed. They're eating. Isn't that what they, they say? They are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm about to do. Oh yeah, I need to get dinner. <laughs> okay, so thank you everyone, and check out our deep dive from last week if you haven't already. Yes, and all of our deep dives through the year and a half or so. Yeah, and more to come. But mm-hmm. until then, we will see you soon. Halfway through April already. Can you fucking believe it? Uh, no, I can't. I had to ask Siri how old I was the other day because I forgot. <laughs> I was like, I have another Cornova birthday coming up. Which one is it? And she said, Madonna, yeah. commonly known as the Queen of Pop. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God, are you going to black out again this year? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but this time you could do it like on the Soho House rooftop. <gasps> oh my God. Oh, did you see my Projecting TikTok that went pig. viral that I posted? Yes, I did. Yes. Which, by the way... If I include this in the episode, I have to apologize to Brad because I was such a bad friend by like kind of like sabotaging part of your party. He did sabotage the party. Yeah. <laughs> we found the plug for the projector and put Trisha Paytas yes. and Peppa Pig on yes. the projection. And it was like During my British pop night, yeah. all of a sudden it went from steps and uh, to, <laughs> to Peppa Pig. <laughs> 
you forgave me. Oh, absolutely. You know what? Just, it was worth it. I just saw the head start turning towards the projections, and I was like, what That's was that? Trisha Paytas sitting in her car. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was like, you're playing Slumber Party? And it was like, nope, that's Freaky by Trisha Paytas. I know who got hold of the projector. Someone found the <laughs> AV cord. <laughs> She's a tech queen. Okay, uh-huh. anyway. Um, well, Summer Party is hopefully coming soon. You too can experience Peppa Pig live. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The secret to summer ready skin is here. Osea's number one best selling Andaria algae body oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com.